Yeah, what do we uh what do we all got on the docket this week? I know I definitely want to talk some hot shit. Yeah. Right? I can't fucking wait to talk about that game. I've been playing yeah. it like crazy. I wanted to play more of it than I did. I was trying to also cram for a test that I ended up rescheduling, but I did play enough to have an impression, that's for sure. And yeah, and we can kind of bounce off like just other racing stuff for oh, all yeah. of us, you know, our oh, general yeah. preferences and just kind of have a little conversation around that. Definitely. Um, let me grab my, I think I left my notebook in the other room. Fuck yeah. What do you got, DJ? I got Invisible Ink and I got Ooh. Hack. I mean, I've still Ooh. been just like, I've been doing a lot more PUBG. Oh, <laughs> okay. Like it, like I, I'm hooked now because I'm like, I'm starting to kind of get good with it. Like right. My, Surprise. My, my KD ratio is <laughs> climbing up. Uh, it's just telling uh, Randall that I'm doing a little more. Still doing PUBG. But, oh, nice. Nice. But, but for the purposes of this recording, I think like Invisible Link and Hack will suffice. I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for yeah. sure. What, nice. uh, what did you, did you have anything else other than uh, Hot Shot Randall? Uh, so. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode number 74 and my name is Kevin Portelli and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolery. Hey everybody. And DJ Mandolini. Yo. And John is busy uh, hitting a tax deadline. Yeah, it seems like he's always got a tax deadline going on at work. But, yeah, they're uh, hammering him. Yeah, so hopefully we're wishing him the best of luck this week. But uh, yeah, he'll be, back. he'll be back with us soon, obviously. But uh, over the past few weeks, I know I've got a couple episodes recently. I know I've been gushing like crazy about New Super Lucky's Tale. Oh, yeah. And we talk kind of back and forth on that, Randall. But I know oh, yeah. you and Tina have kind of, or Tina in particular, has kind of gone back and fired that up. Yeah. Um, what have you guys been thinking after you, I kind of set the set the bar pretty high there? You did. And I'm like, man, like we played this game a little bit and... We hit a little bit of a difficulty curve on one of the earlier bosses. Um, the bosses are tough. Yeah. They are tough. A um, lot of like almost bullet hell type of pattern stuff going on. Um, which and is more than like just hit the boss three times. Yeah, like there's like yeah, a few no, kind of sequences that you have to get through. It's yeah. Way they're, more they're really intricate. Cool. Yeah. yeah. They're really cool. They are. They're, they're well designed. Um, but yeah, we were talking about it and I was like, I was telling Tina like after our recording that night, like, oh yeah, like Kevin's just going wild he's like comparing new super lucky's tale to like top tier 3d platformers and we had a good time there was no reason why we stopped a la a lot of games we play right (laughs) (laughs) and it was on game pass like i i owned it on switch but now it was like oh it's on game pass so we can play it on you know in beautiful you know xbox vision basically (laughs) yeah it looks so good on xbox yeah oh yeah so i'm like all right we'll download it there too and then uh Tina jumped back on it and she's like, how did I get stuck before? I must have been really tired. And she just like started hammering through the game. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this game is just awesome. Like, yeah. And one thing we didn't talk about, I feel like quite as much as the music. The music is awesome. Like, yeah, we didn't. I don't think I talked about it at all, but it's fantastic, Yeah, man. Like, I'm still the getting little... those songs stuck in my head. Like, yeah, the good. like opening song of the first level, which yeah. kind of there's like a version of it that comes in during the credits when you beat the game. And it's nice. like so, it's just like a little bit different. It's got a little more. Oh, it's so good. I love it. So good. It's so boppy. Yeah, the music is really great. Yeah, yeah. it's like it takes like what 
they did with those old like Nintendo 64 soundtracks, yeah. but they have those kind of, you know, those MIDI like honks and whatever. <laughs> and it just like it really kind of takes that vibe, that like bouncy peppy yes. vibe, but like modernizes it and, and makes it its own thing. It doesn't sound like a lot of 3D platformers are just big kind of epic AAA experiences have like really I mean, they have nice scores and stuff, but yeah. they're just kind of unmemorable. You know, they're not the type of song. Even Mario Galaxy, as right. much as I love that game, I don't get those songs stuck in my head. No, where the, yeah. th- these I do. I agree. It's like Galaxy has a fantastic soundtrack, but it's not necessarily something that's going to be stuck in my head as easily as a lot of the tracks are from something like this. That, And yeah, even though New Super Lucky's Tale does have some Mario 64 or, you know, the 64 era platformer influences, I think more than other games like new super lucky Tale, i think it has its own thing going like it is its own excellent game excellent 3d platformer in its own right um, yeah all the burrowing underground yep. and like the it's just such a nice balance of platforming and puzzle solving and yep. bullet hell dodging and like it's just in the boss battles and the puzzle levels and the side scroller levels like yep. there's just such the variety it just like anything you do you don't know what that level is going to be yep. you don't know what the next surprise around the corner is going to be and i love that yep and it's so like vibrant. Me through. There's yeah, so many so little colorful. things to find. It's so colorful. It's so cheerful. But it's it's like challenging too, but not too hard. Like I think they just nailed so many elements of that game. I'm really impressed. Yeah, the difficulty curve is like damn near perfect. Yeah. yeah, as much as I felt like I was like getting, I was it was tough. I was definitely hitting parts that were that were tripping me up. But yeah. like. I was also like, I never got pulled out of like, yeah, I'm going to play something else. I'm going to play some comfort food. I was like, this is my comfort food. Yep. And that very rarely happens when you're playing something for the first time. So totally agreed. So now I want to play it myself. So we'll probably get to that point too. (laughs) Heck yeah, dude. I'm so glad that you guys fired that back up too. That's one of the things I love most about this podcast is like somebody talking about something. I'm like, oh, I need, I either need to play that still and I never have, or I got to go back and try that out. Yep. Same checking out if this is available on ps4 so i can get in on this i think it is i think it just came out Ooh, on ps4 actually like I, trailer, I saw they were yeah. like tweeting about it recently yeah i didn't and it's know on that. pc as well and i think in on pc it runs in like some crazy like i don't know like 240k or I, it's not 240k but it's something above 4k i think or maybe it's just 4k but it just yeah, it wouldn't make sense if it was above 4K, but however it runs, <laughs> it, could, PC, but... <laughs> it looks amazing. Like I, I saw like a little clip and I was like, holy shit. I mean, it looks good on Xbox, too, but yeah, I was just like, man, this looks just gorgeous. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I, I, I don't know if it's oh, sorry. I don't know if it's enhanced on Xbox One X, but it's boy, it sure looks like it because it's it looks it's great. pretty. Yeah, I don't feel like I had played that many good 3D platformers in like the past year or so. Um, but when I like played ukulele, like about a month ago, like, I think that kind of, it got me back craving that a little bit. So I, I would be, what did you think to, of you? What did you think of ukulele on the whole? You're talking about the original one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I saw that reviews were pretty mixed about it. Uh, it's, it's so hard for me to like be objective on that game because I was such a huge like banjo kazooie person back in the day sure. like, yeah, even i remember now, you even pest uh, yeah i remember you pestering me to play that on my 360 back when we lived together you're just like just play banjo or play, specifically <laughs> tui because I, I had never played it yeah so like i mean booting that up it i i think it nailed the charm that 
banjo kazooie had back then Um, yeah yeah so like and it i think you know those games weren't really that difficult and i think i'm starting to appreciate how much the charm played into my enjoyment of the game sure Um, yeah but i i mean from what i've seen with super lucky's tale and like the demo we played like i i see elements of that and i don't know it it sounds like it's gonna be a a more challenging game than ukulele was so uh i mean i'm always down for for that did you end up 100 percenting super lucky not quite not quite a hundred percent yet i probably have to go back and get like a dozen or so like stars or pay clover pages or whatever. Um, but they're all like, again, I love, I think I mentioned this when we talked about it, but like, I love how each level has like four distinct clover pages that you can get for the same four things. And you just kind of know what you're doing. They're not like just kind of randomly exploring, like, where do I go? What do I do? It's just like, even in the huge kind of sprawling 3d levels, um, some of them even have like a map that you can look at if they're like a top down, like almost maze type. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some really cool stuff, just so much variety in the level design. And yeah, yes. all the characters have like a ton of personality, even yes. the NPCs and stuff, which you don't get a lot of in, in 3D platformers. So it's really good. And I can confirm it is Xbox One X enhanced, which is why it looks even more pretty. And it does run in 4K. <laughs> it's like, yeah, nice. I, I, really impressive to look at, I think. You sure it's not a 240K like I was saying before? <laughs> 2160, <laughs> I don't know, that I don't is know. 4K, baby. Yeah, I don't know what the hell I was talking about. 2160, <laughs> that's the resolution. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe, okay, that makes more sense. I was like, where where was I going with 240K? <laughs> but uh, I guess uh, I guess moving on from there in another game that you and I have been playing, Randall, yeah. on uh, Game Pass lately, which just came out, although probably about a month ago when this episode comes out, but uh, I expected, you know, this we, we just saw that it was out on Game Pass, yeah. and we were like, hey, let's try to play a little bit of this just so we can talk about it a little bit on the podcast, and I have gotten the gold cup on normal mode on every Grand Prix nice. and on hard mode mode on every grand prix and i'm starting to chip away at the expert ones i got a bronze on the first grand prix but i i cannot put this game down like right before we recorded today i recorded a a new 15 minutes of game video for it and it's just like you know it's a traditional kind of low poly outrun style you know arcade racer yep and i just think it nails every single aspect and you probably have more experience on the arcade like retro end of these games randall yeah but like I don't know the sense of speed, the the style, all the different characters. It's like it's just kind of it's got just enough like goofiness and yeah. campiness, <laughs> and like I don't know. I'm just really loving it so far. What are, what are you thinking so far? And we can kind of go back and forth on this one. Oh yeah, I haven't played quite as much as you have, um, but yeah, I also played it through Game Pass, and I'm so glad that it was available through there because yeah, I'm I'm also having a blast. I think they nailed the feel of like those racing games from the early nineties. Um, yeah, this keeps happening now with these like indie or smaller devs where they're releasing these games that are inspired by these games from the nineties, but they're now like better modern versions of those games that like replace those old experiences to me. And that's not saying, you know, that's a big thing to say, like that's impressive to me. Um, that you can not only recapture the spirit, but make something like better out of that same product. Like I, it is like Virtua Racing or Daytona, but like it, it almost feels better than those games, if not just yeah. as good to me. It, um, it, 
Yeah, some of these newer games kind of like negate the the need to go back to the retro stuff. And at least for us, you know, at least for me, I don't want to speak for you, but it sounded like that's what you were kind of saying. Yeah, no, I'm really enjoying Hot hot Shot Racing. Uh, I've been playing as... uh, Keiko, I think her name is. Okay. Primarily. I tried her a couple times, but it's all about Toshiro for me. <laughs> which uh which car do you go with? I go with the speed car. So yeah, every yep. character has four different cars. There's like a balance car, a drifting car, a speed car, and I think an acceleration. Yeah. Like there's all four of those stats, but then there's like kind of one car that focuses on each. And then you get like currency from winning races and stuff that you can just buy new like pallets and seems strictly cosmetic. All the stuff you can seems just like kind of upgrade your car or your character's outfit and stuff. Yeah. But, like I love like every character kind of has like a little cut scene after you win a grand prix. Yeah. Like Toshiro's like, I don't need to talk to these humans. I'll give them <laughs> something to talk about. And he's like, his eyes like light up glowing yellow. And it's like, wait, is this guy like an Android or something? <laughs> like what's going on? But it's like, again, it's just, so like goofy and campy yeah one of the cool mechanics of this game so like you essentially you know you're driving it's pretty normal there's no like it's not a combat racer or anything like that but it kind of feels like what like it it has that thrill i get from like mario kart yeah no bullshit from like the blue shells there's like no bs other than you sometimes like you can get clipped by another car and easily like it's you know it's that style of game where you got to hit the checkpoint in a certain amount of time and like it's pretty especially on expert like if you get clipped and you get even partially turned around or done run into a wall it's like you're probably not going to make that checkpoint although i I would say i make it most the time yeah Uh, but i really love the mechanic of how you build up your nitro boost yeah um by drifting like you basically have this four uh this like meter that's segmented into four different parts and you just you know each like little pip on that meter fit once it fills up you can use a speed burst and you can uh, get that by drifting or you can get it by like slipstreaming behind yep. other cars and Which it starts feels building good, up really too it feels, feels great so to me. good yeah but then when you're in first like you can f- you can feel them kind of coming up behind yep. you and you can you're like oh man i gotta kind of watch those markers of like where they're coming behind me because i don't want them to slipstream on my car yep and build up their boost but i just feel like I don't know. I, I just always feel engaged. And like sometimes I come in first, sometimes I come in eighth. It's usually out of eight racers. Yeah. Uh, and it's I just really am loving everything about this game. I can't stop. I mean, I, I do tend to play games when I'm just like putting a podcast on or kind of doing something in the background. And this racing games are kind of perfect for that for me. So. Oh, yeah. And like and like we were saying, just the sense of speed, like when you use the speed burst and the screen kind of blurs yeah. a little bit <laughs> yeah. and like right where when you get the speed burst off the starting line which i also love how that works like you kind of have a meter how does that like, work i'm not good at the starting line boost there's thing. a there's a tip that comes up at one point like you know how you just get the tips while it's loading of yeah. like what you should do you know yeah. this is how you drift this is how you break so uh one of the tips will kind of give you like uh it'll tell you, you got to keep the like your revs or your like speedometer in the yellow segment so there's like a big uh, green bar and then the yellow and then if it goes if you're like fully revved up like if you just hold down the accelerator until the start goes or until the gun goes for to start the race it kind of like you'll stall out just like you would in mario kart but if you keep it in that little yellow segment uh, you'll get a speed boost off the line and it, it is one of the tips that they just kind of give you okay while you're uh while you're playing yeah because so, i but I, I just wouldn't touch the gas until 
they said go, but then everyone was just blowing past me. So I'm like, well, that's not <laughs> it either. I, I did the same exact thing at first because I, I was like, is it just a timing thing yeah. or is it, you know, how does how does this work? But I will say, too, I just booted this game up and started playing it. I didn't look at the controls. I didn't look at anything. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I had to learn a few things through the tips, but like it was pretty straightforward. It was like right triggers go left triggers gas steer or, the car. Yeah. Right. Change the camera view uh, a little bit. Drift. Right. Yeah, the, yeah, it's like a brake slash drift because yeah. it will get you into reverse if you're like fully stopped. Right. Um, but yeah, it's I, I just really am loving this game and I'm excited to kind of unlock more stuff. And I was playing a little bit online with people and getting fucking smoked for like, <laughs> like I, I texted you guys in the discord thread. I was, oh, I, I was just going to say I texted you guys in the discord thread like, hey, I'm playing online. I'm coming in second almost every race. And like from that point on, I came in like seventh or eighth <laughs> every race I did after that. So it obviously just depends on who you get matched up with. But. Sure. For just being something sitting on my Xbox, thanks to Game Pass, um, I, I just I'm loving this game. I'm definitely going to play a bunch more of it. I think the other factor why I really really like this, even in comparison to the titles that it was, you know, from uh, initially at least spiritually, is yeah. that this game runs so damn smoothly too. So it's smooth, so it's beautiful. It's locked at sixty frames. It's like everything's super like HD and clean and crisp and like there's no ambiguity. There's no pop in. It's just like you don't have to think about any of that stuff. It's just like balls to the wall and it just runs so smooth. And that's like exactly what you need from a racer like this. It feels so good. Yeah, and they do a great job of like even my first time through tracks, like such a great job of like indicating the turns yes. and like what's coming up. Like you don't feel like oh, I got to memorize this track no, before I can stand not. a chance. I mean, it certainly helps once yeah. you get the hang of it. But again, on, I haven't got to this in the main game, but uh, with the online play, there was like mirror tracks and stuff oh, cool. like that. Um, it seemed like there was another even altogether different game mode called Cops and Robbers. Hmm. So I don't know what that was all about, but seemed like more of a team based thing. Oh, so. Cool. That could be a lot of fun, too. I, again, I only played like the regular races in the Grand Prix, but man, the mechanics are just are they're just spot on. Yeah, they're perfect. They I nailed love it. it. Yeah, absolutely love it. So DJ Randall and I have been kind of stealing the spotlight here. And I know you have uh, my unfortunately, my PS Plus subscription just expired, <laughs> but I had a couple days to squeak <laughs> in some uh, invisible ink. And I think I'm going to need you to maybe talk me into why I would need to purchase this game in the future. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I didn't, I, I'm not going to say that I didn't like it. There's just so much going on. And I know we're going to talk about another game uh, in a little bit, too, that you and I, that I kind of talked you into playing that kind of has a lot has going a lot on, too. Going and I think on. it's just a, yeah. <laughs> so I think that this is going to be an interesting conversation here. But yeah, I know you have played, I know you mentioned when you were kind of rattling off all the games you've been playing, you played some Invisible Ink and got all the way through it. And uh, I know you kind of booted it up again to refresh your memory. So yeah. what, what is kind of your main draw to this game? Uh, so this this uh, pastime was my third time playing it. Um, nice. First time, like, I just did it, like, on beginner mode, and, like, I think it stuck in my head somehow that, like, I need to return to this because I didn't I didn't truly beat it. I mean, it's just beginner mode. You didn't mode. beat the story mode, yeah. Yeah. So, like, when I, whenever I would, like, go back through my uh, PS Plus games to see, like, what I need to play, it's just like, oh, I think I need to go back to Invisible. And I finally did... Uh, when like the pandemic started and I was doing it on expert mode and holy shit, like it was such a tough experience. Like 
I think I went about like two weeks uh, before I was able to beat it. And that's just playing. I, I, I hunkered down when, when I play one of these games. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, and it's like a, it's like a proceed. It's like a procedurally generated roguelike kind of like stealth. It's a strategy like a more tactics game. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but it's like the, the rounds are long, you know, it's not like a down well or enter the gungeon like an hour or 25 minutes or whatever. It's like a longer campaign kind of. Yeah. I'd say each of the missions can take like about an hour or so, depending on what the difficulty set at, just cause like yeah. there's so much, like there's so many different ways you can like approach different scenarios. Like, Oh, this one guard saw one of my agents. Like, do I use someone else to take him out? Do I try to slip away with my agent? Do I try to distract him with like something else? Like wow. there's, there's so many like different ways to approach things and that's cool like and every decision is like so critical because like at least on the expert mode like you only get like to you can only rewind one of your turns per mission uh and during your turn is that a is that a full turn or just like one player's move a full turn okay okay but yeah, I haven't used I haven't used any of my rewinds or anything. I'm always like stingy about like, nah, I want to I want to do it my way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you kind of have to be because <laughs> like yeah, an expert. It sounds like you have to. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You only get one. There's I don't know if there's any restarts. Do you have restarts on your difficulty level? I, I think I, I think I'm beginner. It has okay. three restarts or something. And then on uh, regular mode or on a normal, it has one maybe. Oof. And then only one retry or rewind on a expert. And then there's Oof. even an expert plus mode. I will say last night I, I played a little on normal, but it's this is another one of those games that does a great job of like beginner. It like has a very clear text box that says like if you're new to the game, start here and it'll gradually introduce you to all the mechanics. That's like, nice. If you're a veteran of this game start with normal and like hey if you're a tactics you know if you want to get your if you want to get smoked try an expert mode but i i I like when they just kind of give you those very clear like you know kind of describe the mode to you instead of just normal hard easy well along those lines like i i i agree that there are a lot of mechanics to the game like you know your agents have like their own unique abilities and they all have like their own like inventory. You've got unique objectives for each mission. You've got to like, you have to do the objective and find the escape. You've got to like use your hacking system to. Yeah. You're incognita, which is like a whole different, like you open that up and it like opens up the map in a whole different view that you're like hacking into stuff and you know like that was kind of the confusing part to me although i think i figured it out where you just have to like be in sight of the the things like the the things you need to hack or you at least have to have seen them before yes maybe you don't even have to have a line of sight to them but like you have to like if you're going to open a door like it's really specific you know you got to run through a doorway close the door or open the door then close it behind you or open the door peek in and like oh shit i don't want to go in there yet and close it but you might have alerted a guard by opening that door jeez um but i do really love like one of the things I really like is how you're able to kind of split up your action points. You don't have to like make a move and finish it. You can like move here, open the door, peek. As long as you have enough action points, you can kind of 
keep using that character. And then on top of that, I I really loved when you like if you move a character, one of your characters into the line of sight of like a not so much a camera, but into the line of sight of a guard, yeah. your character will stop. Uh, in its tracks like on that tile as soon as you're seen and yep. it won't continue the rest of your move and then you can move one tile with that character once you've been spotted oh, to gosh. either like get out of sight or take the guard out if you have a weapon or you know you, you have some options but i really thought that was cool how it like it was turn-based but it's still like it had this like fluidity to the action of like it it still had a little bit of a feel of an action game even though you could play it at whatever pace you want for sure nice and like, man, what's what I love is how much like you don't like I rarely kill guards at all during the game. Like it's all about like just knocking them out. And yeah, when get, it's stealth, you got to go non-lethal. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they get up like they don't stay out the rest of the mission like they get up in a yeah, couple like turns. So you got to like three <sighs> turns at least on normal. Yeah. And then they'll start like changing their patterns because now they're searching for you. Like the best feeling is when you're like you've maxed out like the number of rounds because like every every five turns like some additional security measure gets added to the complex like additional security cameras additional guards etc and that's yeah, like, usually like as soon as you arrive they're like hey the the intelligence has been alerted of your presence and like every turn beyond that yeah it just keeps getting more and more difficult jeez and, and by the end like there will be guards that spawn that like know the location of one of your agents so they're like already Oof. on their way to you so it's like <laughs> dude when you get like when you've maxed out the amount of security measures and like the whole place is looking for your dude and you, you <laughs> just are able to like slip him out that's just like such the best feeling like i get so jacked on that with this game that um, makes sense. i have i have two quick questions so the missions that i've played have all had two agents do you ever get more than that or is it always just two per mission you do. I know. I know. There's more characters overall, but like, do you ever control more than two? Uh, there are certain missions that are rescue missions, and those will provide you with an additional agent once you rescue them or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you have to like break them in or break them out, and like you have to take them to the elevator with you. That um, sounds okay. cool. And what if what if one character dies? Like, do you, are you able to complete the mission by getting just one character to escape, or do you have to get everybody to the escape elevator? Well, I guess technically you don't even have to complete the mission. Like, if you find the exit, you can do that if you want. It's just like if you don't do the missions, like you're not going to be able to beef up your agents enough to be able to take on like the final mandatory mission. Makes so sense. Like, okay you're you're allowed to like if you're like i'm just gonna fucking die if i do this like you you can bail but uh if if one of your agents falls like uh i mean you can revive them um or you could uh carry them to the exit um but if one of your agents dies and you don't do that and like the rest of your party is able to escape um then in a future rescue mission, you can get your agent back. Oh, that's really cool, actually. Wow. Yeah. 
gives it like a little bit because I know like even though we mentioned that it's like a procedurally generated roguelike, it, it is kind of structured like a campaign, you know, oh, and it yeah. really does have like these cutscenes and maybe not a ton, but like at the very opening, there's kind of this big cutscene kind of reminds me of Archer a little bit. You know, you got this like yeah. spy agency and like <laughs> definitely like the head of the spy agency really reminds me of uh, Jessica Walters character. I don't remember her name in the show. But uh, yeah, it just kind of got that vibe, although not like the humor aspect of it, but just that kind of like really like slender kind of, I don't know, that like low poly style because it's like 3D, but it's kind of 2D. Um, but I, I will say they do a great job of like parsing out the information for the most part, even though there's a lot going on, like you have a few different camera modes that you can like click in one of the joysticks. And, and again, I, after a little bit of getting used to it, controls pretty well on a controller. It's definitely clearly made for like mouse and keyboard controls yeah. i think but like it, it works pretty well with the controller right? it took a little getting used to and memorizing what buttons do what but once you get in the groove it, it wasn't too bad yeah, i think this game does like a great job of displaying all the information you need like especially just like you know if you you know see the uh the guards line of sight you can hover over each individual and tile and see like what'll happen if you were to move there um, oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's I there are a lot of mechanics, even, but I, I think it does a good enough job of like walking you through everything. So, yeah, I, th- I think so, too. But I think you have to be willing to not have that like stubborn mentality of like, I'm just going to put it on expert oh right God. from the go. Like, I, I think you do kind of have to play that like beginner at least a little bit, yeah. like to just get a feel. I played like one or two missions on beginner I died or something. I can't remember what happened, but I was just like, I think I'm ready for normal now, even if I don't have every little detail hammered out. Like, I want a little bit more of a challenge. And I completed a couple of missions, and I, I again, I my PS Plus expired, and then I didn't really, you know, bother <laughs> unlocking a bunch of stuff. But it's a game that's been on my radar for a while. There's a couple of other podcasts I listen to where the people that I typically agree with, like, love, love, love this game. So Add me to that I definitely want to give it another try, yeah. Nice. And it just came out on Switch too, not too long ago. Oh, so that seems like a good fit. Definitely, yeah. Maybe with the touchscreen controls, that would be kinda, cool. That might even help a little bit. Right. So. I am curious about that. Like, I, I will find that, like, in you know, if I'm deep into a mission, like, there is maybe a little bit of load time on my PlayStation. So I wonder how the Switch will be able to handle that. But yeah, hmm, I didn't. I didn't notice that too much. But again, I, I didn't get super far into the game and i might have said this already but i I do really like how uh like your move counter or your action points will like whatever tile you're kind of selecting it'll it'll drop down as you're picking where you're going to move or like hey i want to move here i have eight action points and it's going to cost me five to get there and it'll show like even before you move it'll show like a three on your little like arrow so you know like once i move here i have three action points left so yeah it just does a really great job of letting you know even like after i do this what am i going to be able to do nice. so please, yeah please keep and playing then, it <laughs> well, i'm gonna have to buy it if i do so <laughs> no I, I think i could pony up spend a little spend a little money but uh but one game that uh, i kind of talked you into playing dj that we didn't have to spend any extra money on although we we both got it through the uh, itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality but i was totally unaware of uh super try studios uh, previous to this itch.io bundle and uh the game that they included uh with the bundle was a game called hack uh h-a-q-u-e i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but that's just my best guess 
Um, but this is like another uh, di- totally different. It doesn't have that stealth aspect like Invisible Ink, but it's a top down, you know, dungeon crawling roguelike randomly generated. You know, once once I started playing it, even before we talked about it all and we haven't talked much, DJ, but I booted it up and I was like, I don't even know why I was comparing this to <laughs> Invisible Ink other I, than it was just another turn based, <laughs> grid based, tile based. I just kind of I guess I just kind of thought like, you know, I've I played hack and I love that game and I haven't had a chance to talk about it on the podcast yet so i might have just been grasping (laughs) that's fair i mean it is it is a more strategic game than i was anticipating it being like yeah because it initially looks very arcade retro you know just like kind of straightforward yeah well and also like the way like you move around i it seemed so similar to me to like crypt of the necrodancer that like i just uh. had that parallel going the entire time um see but. that that game actually i i don't i didn't even get really into crypt of the necrodancer but i think that game gave me such because this is another one of those games where you're using like the d-pad to attack by like if an enemy is a tile above you you're pressing up on the d-pad to attack them or sometimes you can uh, okay. pick different attacks and different spells or whatever depending on your character but like you just have like shit. Forgot what I was gonna say again. Are you using a controller for hack? I am. Yeah. Oh shit. Mm. So okay. So you can yeah you can play this game with a mouse and keyboard. Hold on. Hold on. Actually, where where were we at though? What was I just saying? You're talking about like how you uh, when you like move in a direction like that's how you attack. Also, right. that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So yeah, playing playing something like Crypt of the Necrodancer where like you are kind of like it made sense to me in that game where you're using the D-pad up, down, left and right. And like because you're just for me, at least I was so focused on the rhythm of the music and right. like I got I have to be in time with that. Yeah. So like it didn't make sense. I almost got tripped up when I had to like hit a button to drop a bomb or hit a button to to do something else. I was like, no, no, no. I just want to only touch this D-pad. Yeah. Um, and I think with this game, having that background, but not being tied to any kind of rhythm or anything like that. It, it is turn-based in the sense that, like, just like Crypt of the Necrodancers, I think there's even a character you can pick that will play the game, like, outside of the rhythm, and it'll just move when you move. And that's kind of how this game works. But there's, like, tons of, like, information on the side that kind of tells, like, all the things that have happened on the right side, and then on the left side, you have all your menus and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I, I initially, DJ, was playing this with mouse and keyboard, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Like, it's a little bit tough for me to just, like, get comfortable and get into. I just haven't played a lot of PC games, but yeah. this game actually has really great controller support. Like, I really like all the ways. Again, got to kind of familiarize yourself and learn, like, this is the button for the map. This is the inventory. This is, you know, how I get into my items. This is how I change my items. There's There's a lot of shit going on. And it is like this really minimalist, like almost like Commodore 64 style pixel art. Okay. Like more more retro than NES for sure. Okay. And it's like, I don't know, it, it can just be kind of hard to even tell what stuff is when you're looking yeah. at the items. Like I was looking at these leather <laughs> sandals and they just look like two brown lightning bolts. And I'm just like, what the fuck are these? Or burlap sandals. But like a little too minimalist, I, I, maybe. <laughs> yeah, in, in some ways. But again, it, it does get to the point where but there's so much stuff like I was I was going to say you get to the point where you start learning some of it and you do. But I'm still getting stuff like hours and hours into this game, even though I haven't gotten much past the first boss. Like I I just still feel like I'm seeing all kinds of new stuff I haven't seen yet. Yeah, nice. I I was feeling I don't know if I should say overwhelmed, but like 
like it wasn't sinking in, but now I feel like it's starting to kind of get there. Like I made it a, a little past the first boss as well. And I'm like starting yeah. to understand how like the different menus work and like the fucking old guy was like, oh, don't forget to check your map. You never told me about a map. <laughs> and it's like under, now I, now it's under this icon that I guess kind of looks like an M, but not really. So I was just yeah, like, it's, oh, it's a little bit odd. Yeah. It's a little bit odd for sure. But like, um, I will say that old man, by the way, like he is at least to me is fucking hilarious. Like I, th- I think this game has an unbelievable sense of humor. Like it just whenever it is going for the joke, it, it hits it every time. Oh, nice. Me. I mean, it's small and short and sweet, but like I, at least for me, a DJ kind of giving me a look a little bit. But I, f- I found the old man to be very charming <laughs> and very funny. I, I find that it's like the same joke basically the entire time like kind of like a there's always a little sinister aspect to what he's saying but he's like this <laughs> old like guy that like doesn't appear sinister or whatever yeah he kind of like walks you through the tutorial and then like for what it's worth like i'm i've probably put like five or six hours in and i would say like once every like two or three runs he'll just randomly pop in and like make some comment about what i'm doing and it's just, you know, just like, I don't know, it always cracks me up almost every time. <laughs> and then another thing I love, so like each run that you start, you get to pick from one of three characters that also has like a familiar. So you have like a cat or a turtle or a scorpion nice. or some kind of like little animal buddy to help you out. But then your character might be a human burglar or it might be a werewolf burglar or it might be a to- like a mushroom poisonous you know toadstool or it might like your character can vary up so much Hmm. and then of those three characters you can pick you can only pick one but you can also lock the other characters for future like every time you start up a new run it'll randomly generate three characters for you yeah but you can if you're like hey i want to play as this character but this character looks cool too i like the items that it has to start off i like the familiar you know i just like everything about this character you can lock it so that next time it'll only bring up two random characters and that same character you had that you wanted you can even lock all three of them if you want that's cool Um, there's like on on like the menu there's like a little just kind of like lock icon that you can click on uh, or press like the square button or circle button i forget which button it is but there's like a specific button that will let you kind of lock that character for a future run which is really cool yeah there's a lot of variety there too like every character has like just like the stats just get like out of control like to the point where you're you're not fully paying attention but i think even like you know after every dungeon or every floor you clear you're getting a new buff for your characters and like it's stuff like very specific like get uh increased accuracy for your offhand weapon so you have like an offhand weapon and and your like regular hand weapon and like there's just so many little details on all the things and like when you get to shops you don't actually shop you have to trade with the shopkeeper like trade items for little bartering yeah and i I can't fully figure out how that works um (laughs) well there's the same thing uh, with like the there's a meter on the side that'll show like the percentage chance that the shopkeeper will accept your offer his interest oh that's right that's right which they never accept mine <laughs> maybe i'm trying to rip them off yeah you're lowballing them <laughs> yeah i forgot that they kind of show that like meter and and even like when you're uh planning an attack if it's like a ranged attack or even a, a close melee attack it'll show you like a percentage like on this counter meter on the left hand side nice um and just I, I just really love the aesthetics of this game again it's got that just super retro like 
again, sometimes a little bit of a hindrance in terms of like the, the pixels don't always tell you exactly what a thing is um, until you get used to what they all look like. But it's it's hard to tell if like, is this like a burlap vest or is this a it's just hard to tell what things are. Um, and you do get to like rooms where it's like an anvil, like crafting room that you can pick two of your items and kind of fuse them together yes, uh, to create something new. But sometimes it'll be something shittier than both of the things you made before. <laughs> I kind of sometimes. Love that. So I think you have to kind of learn like, OK, these maybe maybe you have to pair similar items together. Maybe you, I, I haven't figured it out yet, but maybe you there's got to be some reason to utilize this crafting. Yeah. Mechanic, Risk this reward. There's so many little things that will remind me of things i like in other games like that the anvil thing reminds me of cave blazer when you've got like the altar and you're yeah upgrading a weapon and then like the the choosing three people at the beginning that's like making me think of rogue legacy and it's little cool yeah, like or even pick it or even like into the breach where you can pick like one yeah. of many like crews but it's still like you're picking like your play style almost from the get-go yeah and they're very varied. Like when I played, I just played my last run I played before we recorded today. I did a stream, even though it came out super shitty. Like <laughs> I think my internet <laughs> connection was just not, uh, not keeping up, but like I played as this toad school, toadstool, like fungi character that had like these like spore attacks that would like cover every adjacent tile to me. And like some of your weapons, if you have like a spear, it can, you can attack on a diagonal angle. Again, it's all nice. like grid based tile based, but like, yeah, it's just got such great, like, they're they're really simple animations, you know, when you when you kill a character, when you shoot a character with a crossbow, like the blood that splatters, like it's so like or the even like the spore cloud that comes from your mushroom character, like it's so minimalist and simple, but like the way that they animate it, like it just feel I I feel like the world just feels alive to me and I don't know what it is. I I really love um it's it's a specific choice, but like the soundtrack, like when you're on the title screen, <laughs> I was, I was we'll get your thoughts in a sec. Yeah. Well, on the title screen, it's got this really great like chip tune, like bouncy. And when you're on the character select screen, but then when you start the first level, it's like this like acoustic, like folksy Americana guitar yeah. that's like really like kind of random. Not random. It's definitely like a little riff or something. But it's just like this like it just sounds like somebody just like jamming on their guitar a little bit okay. and i, I kind of love it just because it's so different knew you'd love it <laughs> <laughs> well it's so different it's, and it's so like it's so outside of what you would expect for what the the game's aesthetics are that it, it for me it just comes together in like a way that's just like this is so cool and different yeah it, it is you don't feel the same well it, i mean it is a cool change of pace it even that style reminds me a lot of uh you know, referencing another game, Flame in the Floods uh, soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I can I, see that. I it, it's a cool riff. It. I don't know if I feel like it fits with. I sort of see that. Like, I I think I like the juxtaposition of it. The fact that it doesn't fit. Like, I I think that's what I'm kind of gravitating towards. But I know what you mean. Like, it definitely, especially when that very first like kind of just chiptune tune comes in in the title screen it's just like oh yeah this that fits perfect and then when it goes into the game it it does feel almost a little jarring a little bit but i guess also for me in a a good way we haven't made it far enough to know like how the soundtrack like evolves the farther you go yeah we're scrubbing it up but i'm gonna i'm gonna beat this (laughs) oh man it's it's a race it's a race because i i have obviously not even gotten close going back to enter the gungeon days 
Oh boy. <laughs> Seriously, man. I have, oh boy. I've been looking for that next roguelike that's going to hook me <laughs> in like that. I mean, I think this one's totally different, but like, I don't know. I, just, I, I really am just totally sucked in by the charm and the simplicity and the just like every run feels kind of different to me, nice. even though they're it's so minimalistic. But yeah, I, I really, really dig it. Yeah. And nice. I'm definitely appreciating more of like the the strategy that is involved with this. I, I think I do want to try this with a controller, though. I think that'll really boost my enjoyment of it. It's like it speeds up the process a lot. Are yeah. you playing with like a mouse? Because I know you can use mouse the mouse keyboard, to even maybe. like move your character. <laughs> like are you using the keyboard to move or no, are you clicking on the, the screen to move? To move? Yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed that. And it actually doesn't work that terribly. But yeah, I'm I'm all about the controller. But there's I forget which button it is, but let me know if you have any issues. But there's one button that it, I know it shows like either square or L1 uh, on the PS2 controller or PS3 controller or PS4 controller. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> but it's going to yeah, going to be PS5 controller in a there second. You go. But I feel like it's like it's the it says the wrong thing like it says okay. hit square to open this menu and it's actually like l1 or something but you can remap the controls too but it but it feels really intuitive again once you get used to it just like invisible ink but i don't know it just has that immediacy of like moving tile by tile like once you've cleared kind of a group of enemies you can just kind of like you know you're tapping up and down or left and right on the d-pad or whatever but like you can just kind of zip through until like okay i've triggered an enemy and they almost like get alerted like metal gear solid style like you can hear them kind of like go like yeah. <laughs> like oh I, I saw you and now this enemy has been triggered like they're gonna start kind of coming after me um and you get like two potions per floor there's just like a really good like i don't know they just do a really good job of balancing the difficulty like i die on the first fucking floor sometimes still so <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's no joke love it um but yeah, just another another really fun game that I wouldn't have found if it weren't for this bundle for Ichio uh, or this Ichio bundle for racial justice and equality. So nice, this is the, really this is the first I've tapped into that actually. So thank you for giving me that nudge. Like I had, yeah, uh, I know you finally got that computer all hooked up. Yeah, and I'd been like getting new parts, and then I was like worrying, like man, like I don't even use the computer that much. Is this all a waste? And it's like no, I got this bundle. Like I mean, these aren't super in, like demanding games. But like it, some I, of them I still feel justified, like investing in my computer, uh, right? To do yeah, this, so. instant it, library. <laughs> oh, yeah. I felt the same way with my when I got that bundle, especially being that I I am playing with like if I'm playing computer games, it's on a laptop, right? So like, hey, I'm gonna get seventeen hundred games that probably the vast majority of them are gonna run just fine on my laptop. Right. So, um, you know, they're not they're not asking for too much, so. Yeah, I, I just really can't recommend this one enough, and I'm really excited. I know Super Try has like a Patreon page. I think they put out a game every month, Jeez. if I'm not mistaken, and that's kind of just like their MO of like oh we gosh. make a game every month. Sometimes they enter a game jam. Sometimes they just put out a game, but like at least for this year, I know they were like, we're putting out 12 games this year. Wow. Um, and <laughs> they just ambitious. came out with another new Yeah, seriously. And they're, and they're just like really like core concepts that are expanded upon but not beaten into the ground from what right. i've seen so yeah really really cool nice and i i know real quick before we wrap things up tonight randall i know we kind of started off the episode with a couple of game pass games mm -hmm. and we're always kind of raving about hey we're playing this thanks to game pass or this or that like there's just so many new games that we're constantly playing and i've been dipping in to a ton of them yeah and i talked about indivisible last week and i kind of just wanted to like feel you out see like what game you're maybe the most interested in yeah to see which one i should keep 
plugging away at and uh, a few of the ones that i just wanted to mention like i really have been loving the gardens between Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a time-based puzzle game you're not actually even in direct control of the characters you're just in control of the flow of time okay um which is really interesting i really have been enjoying that they're kind of like these little mini dioramas almost it's a really really cool game um obviously like i said i talked about indivisible on the podcast Mm -hmm. Uh, we talked about hot shot racing earlier we talked about new super lucky's tale but I'm also really loving uh, Hyperdot, which is more of like an arcade, like, you know, kind of simple, like geometric, kind of similar to like Flat Heroes or like more just like it's arcade. You're dodging stuff. OK. Different mechanics each level, kind of time based, like wave based stuff. OK. I've also been I also started up uh, CrossCode, oh, which just yes. came out on consoles not too long ago and, and Xbox Game Pass right away. Yep. Um, and that's like a top down sci fi RPG, RPG. kind of thing, yep. which I'm really digging. The combat is super cool. Mm. Um, it's, it's just a really unique game so far. I just kind of got through the open opening segment of it mm. um, but i'm also really digging a uh, tohu or tohu luna nights oh yeah which is like a metroidvania with also some time traveling mechanics or at least time freezing mechanics um that i've been really really enjoying and uh i think yeah between like those are there any uh, any that kind of stand out to you is like man this is one i've been wanting to check out or this is one i have enough time to check out and, and this isn't like necessarily we're going to talk about it next week yeah or anything but just like next time we kind of get a chance to sync up on a game randall and i've been kind of trying to sync up on some of this game pass stuff i'm legit tempted by m- most of those just right off the bat <laughs> yeah they're, they're all of. great i will just stand by all of these that's kind of why i was like what does randall think because like i can't pick yeah between which one of these games i want to really dedicate myself to although i've been playing a little bit more indivisible and still just loving the shit out of that game oh but, yeah understandably so yeah so so i don't know are any of those in particular kind of jump out to you or any I, that you've been wanting to play i think for for just the variety of experience versus what i've spent a bunch of time on recently and how much time i have in this short foreseeable future, <laughs> I think the gardens between sounds very intriguing to me from everything I've seen and heard. And yeah, I think and that's I, one that I'd like to jump into. Heck yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. And I actually just made a, a 15 minutes of game video for that game. Nice. Uh, and I think that's a, one that, uh, you know, kind of like new super lucky's tale we talked about off the top. Like, I think that's another one you and Tina could like sit down on the couch. And I think we might have mentioned that before, but like it is another one of those games where like one person can have the controller. But even if you're not the person in control of the game, you could still be like, hey, try this. Yeah. Hey, what what about this? Like, it's definitely a good couch co-op game, even though it's a single player game. Love it. And that sounds even better. Yeah. Nice. Oh, it's so fun. I'm I'm really digging it. The art style is so cool. I wouldn't even call it low poly, but it's like kind of like unshaded or something like it's just got a really unique and it's it's almost like a completely wordless narrative nice. uh maybe even entirely like it's just all like cut scenes and little you know just hinting away at like this brother and sister relationship so nice really really digging it so far and i'm yeah looking forward to discussing that one with you a little bit further let's go for it yeah and like I, like i said we don't have to get into that next week or anything but just whenever we can sync up on that next but heck yeah yeah, but I think uh, I think we could pretty much wrap up the games talk there this week, guys. Yeah, yes, sir. We're done, so <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, uh, as always, you can find us on the internet at uh, pursuingpixels.com. Otherwise, we're on YouTube, Discord. Please uh, come and hang on the Discord. Uh, we also have uh, Instagram, all that stuff. We got links at the bottom of the episode description, timestamps, and all that stuff as well. But uh, 
yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there. And thanks for listening and take care, everybody. Bye bye. Boy. Dude, I'm still I will say ever since you and John mentioned like or when John mentioned that he like takes out the little bags every day. Yeah. Um, of the garbage. I haven't been doing that, but I put my little fruit fly traps by my garbage can. Oh, yeah whole different ball game oh, i still yeah. see a couple here and there but I've, I've caught quite a few where i wasn't catching any before the only reason i got one is because this cider smells good to it yep I, I just poured a glass of wine and same deal i think i have a mosquito in my place which is, uh, yeah. that might be worse yeah although it doesn't like, do I when i had a fucking wasp Whatever. I'll still never forget when I had that fucking wasp in my bathroom. Oh, like I got out of the ooh. shower and there was just a wasp on my light, like ooh. the ceiling light of the bathroom. And I was just like, you know, I'm fucking naked. I just got out of the shower like, holy shit. I'm and not like, allergic or anything. You probably didn't have it. <laughs> and you probably couldn't see on top of that. Like, I, I mean, I could see enough to yeah. like, you know, I mean, my. My glasses help a lot, but I could see enough. But I like ran out of the bathroom, like closed the door so that it could just, you know, it was attracted to the light, thankfully. So it wasn't really like coming for me, but uh, it, it was just staying on the light. And I grabbed a bunch of paper towel, like a huge wad. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, I got one shot at this. <laughs> like if I miss this thing and piss it off and I had to like, you know, I'm, my body's still kind of bothering me. And I had to like, I'm, I'm wet from the shower yeah. and I had to like climb up on the toilet seat and like one fell swoop, like put one foot on that jump up or like half jump kind of and extend and I just snagged it and I got oh, it. And nice. I was like, Oh my uh, God, nice. dude, if I would have missed that, I'm uh, butt naked, just ready timer. to get a fucking stinger. Nice. I wouldn't have the courage for that. I'd like, <laughs> uh, I'd just get a bucket of water. And just <laughs> <laughs> Throw it on the lights. Uh, on the <laughs> ceiling. I know. Yeah.